morning and welcome back to Bite Size Sports. I am your host, Kev, and we've got a loaded slate for you, so let's jump right into the news. Jim Beheim out as the head man at Syracuse. Now, it's been 47 years. A lot of people have differing opinions on the value that Jim Beheim brought to the sport of college basketball. So I'm going to be honest with all of you before we dive in here and admit my own bias. I grew up a big Jim Beheim fan, which is odd as a fan of the Indiana Hoosiers growing up. If you know your college basketball history, it's kind of odd. It's a team that played against each other in the NCAA tournament. Uh, not, not very often a kid from southern Indiana becomes a fan of a New York basketball team, but I loved the 2-3 zone, Jim Beheim's team in general. And some of that actually started with me falling in love with those old Syracuse teams watching ESPN Classic back in the day. So I, for one, will absolutely miss Jim Beheim. I hope the Syracuse basketball team is able to return to its former glory days and... and That's where some people start to have a debate on whether or not there were any glory days. And the biggest feedback, negative feedback at least, that I hear about Jim Boeheim is one national title in 47 years. And I would just counter that with how many programs have zero in that 47 years. It it happens I, by no means does that mean that Syracuse never put together a good team that they never had a powerhouse that they never uh, that Jim Beheim was a scrub because he only won one national title in 47 years there are quite a few final four runs in that mix as well and this is where we'll start to get into some of the accolades now what we've done here is always is we've got some tweets pulled up because I want to share this discourse with you. People love or hate this guy. Retired. And that's the other part we'll talk about. This retiring, it feels a little bit forced. And there there are some interviews, some questions that we have that it, it appears that Jim Beheim himself is even saying, like, look, I... Uh, don't even talk to me about this. I don't want to talk about it. So it seems that he was told it was time, which is unfortunate. And as you can see here, people uh, absolutely believing that he overstayed his welcome. And, and that's a bummer. You do hate to see that. You see it more with athletes than you do with coaches. You know, a, you can coach for a lot longer the the mind's usually the last thing to go if we're lucky so it's odd to see it like this with a coach where there there's been such a fall from grace but I do think it's a bit overstated people are saying 
he overstayed his welcome by a decade. No, uh, 10 years ago, they were in the Final Four. I think they had another deep run three years after that. So in, if you want to say he overstayed it by half a decade, six years or so, I would listen to that argument, but I'm not going to... I'm not going to entertain that he should have left 10 years ago because 10 years ago this program was still putting together winning teams. So I, I disagree with that sentiment. And let's see. Uh, and I do agree with the people that say it, it, it sucks to end this way. It is unfortunate. But it's not. What are you going to do? Try to have him stick around so he can have his... Uh, his Rocky Balboa ending, no. You gotta it's time to cut and run. And I hope Jim Beheim stays retired. I know that's a weird thing to say, considering how sad I am that he's not gonna be here anymore, but I'd, I don't personally want to see him coaching anywhere else, especially if it's a incredibly small school. I mean that could make for a good story. Don't get me wrong. It, bunch a bunch of eyes would be on it, but I don't know. I'd love to. I'd love to see if he's got what it takes to be in the booth. Now, some people are questioning his character in some of these tweets, and I don't know if he'll have the personality to do that job. I, ac- I absolutely, honestly, I think he doesn't. But I wouldn't mind seeing him do a, a few guest spots. Share that knowledge with the world, Coach. Start a program. Or a YouTube channel. I have no idea. What should Jim Beheim do in his second life? There you go, chat. Let me know what's next for Jim Beheim. That's pretty cool. Uh, some photos of old Jimmy. And see, here's one of the negative tweets from Mike North. Uh, when Jim Beheim was hired at Syracuse, gas was 59 cents a gallon, and best picture was one flew over the cuckoo's nest. One title in 47 years, plus a few scandals. The ultimate survivor. I don't remember what the scandals are off the top of my head. Um, can look those up. I don't doubt that there are some, to be honest. At Big East in the 80s. Yeah, I'm sure there were a couple of times. I, it's college basketball in general. Big program in college basketball is honestly what I should have said. I shouldn't even made it about my beloved Big East basketball, but Jason Stark, however, I'm so appreciative of the program Jim Beheim built and all he accomplished. I once asked how he convinced so many great players to go to Syracuse. He said, and this goes to my earlier point, I'm so tired of you media guys asking why these players go to Syracuse when all you media guys went to Syracuse. Hey, you might have a point. Moving up the list, I want to see um, some of these negative spots because it seems yeah fans didn't know it yet but this was the retirement speech and yeah I can share with this one drunk Hughes fan today is my first day on earth when Jim Beheim is not the head coach of Syracuse same it's weird same for a lot of us right eh, crazy Longest tenured coach, won over 1,100 games since 1976. I just, it's hard to think negatively about him. But look at Danny Breslauer here, 
Harden. I'm sure I didn't pronounce that right. Says, I'm sure there are people in the Syracuse basketball community who liked Jim Beheim. Maybe he even did kind-hearted things for them. Bottom line, Jim Beheim is a bad guy who disrespected and demeaned anyone without power. Doesn't sound like my type of cat. He did not deserve a position of authority. Good riddance. Now, 27,000 people have seen this bad boy. So let's look and see what some of the feedback is. Is this a valid a valid retort? Some valid criticism from Danny here? Dude didn't deserve the position many times throughout his career, but the dude could coach. Was founding father of the 2-3 matchup. Sure, that tweet had nothing to do with his basketball coaching. And, and here we get a... a typical Twitter response if this is you out there on Twitter do better well his position of authority was basketball coach yeah and thank you for contributing to the conversation second Dan here Jesus speaking of Dan's my buddy Dan is going live here in about two hours on the clout route clout route morning show on the clout route presents YouTube channel, so be sure to check that out if you're looking for more uh, dumb behavior on Twitter. I'm not sure what else. I know it, it may be a big episode. He's got a guest on. I, I don't know what they're talking about. I know that I'll be tuned in. My, my day job starts here in, in a few minutes, so I unfortunately won't be there with them, but I'll be watching. You can also check out, if you don't get enough of me this morning... You can listen to last night's Twitter space. I talk with Sean B. about the future for Derek Carr and a few other quarterbacks in the NFL. We will talk some about that as we have some time here. Let's get back to Jim Beheim. Like Tom Izzo, no way incomparable. And I was about to say, don't be, don't be breaking my heart about Tom Izzo. Now, longtime listeners know this. Newbies don't. But I have a very close personal relationship with Tom Izzo when I was a manager for the University of Toledo men's basketball program. Go Rockets, by the way. We'll be talking about them later this week because they had themselves a season, boys, and I did not do all this work to not shout out my alma mater when I have the chance. But we were at a game in Michigan State playing against uh, Tom Izzo, of course, this was the team that Draymond Green was on. Uh, I've had the pleasure to uh, stand between the lines with, with a couple of NBA greats, at least. Uh, well, they're both great, in my opinion. And to just share the floor with NBA players is amazing on its own. But uh, in this case, so uh, coached against the Draymond Green-led Michigan State Spartans and also the Lance Stevenson-led Cincinnati Bearcats. So, sorry, old old listeners have heard that story again and they'll be annoyed or they've heard it before and they'll be annoyed when they hear it again but uh i i can't not talk about these things it's cool those are some uh, cool experiences in life and uh what i was getting at with tom izzo is my goofy dumbass, probably half asleep from uh, a late night in the hotel doing laundry or whatever the hell it was that we were doing i bumped into the great tom izzo who was very nice to me 
didn't didn't call me a dick, didn't yell at me. Uh, think uh, I used to think I'd never forget the words that he said to me because I was such a mark for uh, guys like Izzo and Beheim. But I have since forgotten. But it was something along the lines of "No problem, son" or whatever. I don't know. He was just a very nice guy. I would hate to find out that he's some some sort of closet dickhead. Uh, but let's see. Somebody. Let's see what Bobby did. Tom Izzo mad at Dan Dockage, who then extends an olive branch. Well, first of all, if being mad at Dan Dockage makes you an asshole, then I guess put me in that group, too, because we've yet to talk about it on this show. Maybe we'll talk about that in the next live stream, but uh, Dan Dockage searches Twitter by his own name, and I know this firsthand because I was listening to him on Columbus Radio and he was there to talk about college basketball, which is why I didn't change the channel in the first place. Um, not, not, it's not a personal slight against Dockage. I don't listen to the radio. I immediately plug my uh, phone in and go to whatever podcast or playlist that I would like to listen to. I'm just not a radio guy anymore. I keep it on a sports radio station in Columbus uh, in, in case there is something I want to listen to, normally for games or something. And so I hear Dockich on, they're talking college hoops, and so I'll stick around, I'll listen to this. And at the end, they ask him about how Indianapolis has reacted to the hiring of the Colts head coach Shane Steichen. And his response was that it was meh, that no one was excited, that nothing's going to move the needle other than signing a big-name veteran quarterback or winning a bunch of games. As a former Colts writer, and a guy who covered the AFC South last year, I know that to not be my experience. So I tweeted and asked, you know, hey, Dan Dockage is on Columbus Radio today saying all of these things about how the Colts feel. That has not been my experience. Is it true? Not a scathing tweet by any means. Not like a, you know, DD is a huge douchebag or anything like that. It was just a simple, hey, I'm not, this is what I'm hearing. Is this true? Or is he just, is this just his personal take kind of? And he quote tweets me within minutes. So this was an exit question on the radio. He was there to talk college basketball. They asked him one football question on the way out, like a little, not an icebreaker, but kind of like a palate cleanser, a little, we're going to transition out of this topic back to the rest of the show. So let's ask you something not related and I guess he, the guy had to have immediately gone to Twitter and just searched his name to see what people had to say about him because he quote tweets me within the time it took me to get across the street, down the street, uh, to a, a nearby gas station, uh, <laughs> standing in the payout line, and I, I check Twitter, and then boom, there's Dan Dockage quote tweeting me, and then I have to deal with his uh, minions, so... I would love to see, uh, I would love to, honestly, I'm going, this was an unintended rabbit hole, but I'm going to open that up for later, don't worry. Uh, And then another SI, what is this, another one? What is this one? I did not mean to go down a freaking Tom Izzo rabbit hole. So, let's see, this dockage thing is goofy. I don't understand how that would make Dan owes our fans and our students an apology. This is this is ridiculous. Let's see. We're gonna share this tab instead. 
I don't understand what this guy's saying about Tom Izzo. Uh, but as you know, it seems like this year a lot of people have been mad at me. I would have loved to get the Izzo and join those chants if I was on Twitter. Thank God I'm not. Thank God some of my friends are. <laughs> Dockage worked with... Uh, we hate Dockage throughout the broadcast. Yeah, well, this... So, it sounds like our friend uh, over there at the... Twitter post is just a Dockage stan. But... Oh, let's see. There are a series of uh, essay allegations. So, okay. And the inference is that he uh, did not take somebody off the team for essay, which, as he says, uh, it's insulting to him. So it... Uh, this feels like grasping at straws to me, so we're going to move on and get back to the Jimmy Bayheim of it all, because we actually do need to move on in general, because uh, unfortunately this bastard's got to get back to work soon. So let's get out of the Tom Izzo, Jim Bayheim thing. Apparently, he was a bit of a jerk. 18 years of typical retirement age. Uh, what Bayham University incredible run of loyalty that won't be matched. That's likely true. Uh, in other important news, Huggy Bear is now the winningest active coach in Division One. I. I ain't mad about that. Absolutely not. You know, the mantle has been picked up, boys. At least, you know, we can be happy about that. Here we go. Here are some of the stats, right? Because this guy's a scrub. He's not worthy of 47 years of coaching at the highest level in college basketball, right? That's what we all believe. 47 seasons, 1,015 wins, only one national championship. 2005 inductee to the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame, which is why do we not? We need separate Hall of Fames. So, and then I want a college basketball Hall of Fame, and I want an NBA Hall of Fame. Okay, the NBA needs its own Hall of Fame. Make it happen. If not, we're gonna do it here. We're gonna bite size sports is gonna build the NBA's Hall of Fame. We're gonna do it for you. Five Final Four appearances. A how many programs would would take the trade if you said, hey? This guy's going to coach your team for half a century. You're going to get to the Final Four once a decade. We good? We good with that? I think a lot of programs would take it. And I would argue that the only reason Syracuse and their fans have the high standards that they have is because of the precedent that was set by Jim Beheim. So, yeah, if he's failing to meet a standard, he's failing to meet his own standard. So, I. We're losing a legend here, folks, is all I'm saying. And here's my last part on it, because according to the Barstool Big Cat, Beheim uh, may have been fired here. So are you saying right now that you're going to retire? <clears throat> this is up to the university. That's Jim. That was my Jim Beheim. Do you want to come back? I didn't say that. So what are you saying? You're not saying you're retiring? I just said it. I don't know. So you don't know. <laughs> okay, yes, that's that's what he said. All right, add that one to the... Did you hear that? In the Jokic bit, you know. Mm -mm. 
That's one of our finalists for worst question, worst sports journalist question of the year. Anytime you just repeat something that was just said to you, it's going to make the list. I said this is up to the university. How you make the determination about when you will come back. Jesus, man, get it through your head. You're talking to the wrong guy. So, yeah, according to old Jimmy, he's not the guy to be talking to about his future. So that is revealing, is it not? Next we have the big news regarding Ja Morant. It seems to be good news. I will have you know he is going to not face any criminal charges, it seems. The nightclub incident, it was deemed that there was not enough evidence to charge anyone with anything criminally. So uh, there is an update on the court. However, John Morant will miss at least the next four games and will remain away from the team. So my question to all of you is, how far can Memphis go without Ja? They made a run last year when he was hurt. I would argue that this is a different team in a different Western Conference. So this uh, unfortunate timing for John Morant being out uh, on top of the great play of the folks in purple and black has led to a lighting of the beam as the Kings are now in second place in the West. And that is just fantastic. I am very happy about that. Obviously, don't expect them to actually make the Western Conference Finals, but we have got to acknowledge everybody's got to start giving the king some credit and that i love so very happy about that we're gonna have to rapid fire through the rest of this stuff so we will come back to it in a future episode did you see that the ohio state buckeyes may have broken the curse of kev so they denied my press pass request this year i'm gonna have to publish a few more college basketball articles maybe for the last word on sports to get it you know wasn't wasn't quite big league enough for ohio state and then they went three and 15 after big league and me so they did however upset the wisconsin badgers in the first round of the big 10 tournament so that is something to keep an eye out on do you think ohio state can make a run do they have a legitimate shot at winning the big 10 i say no but It'll be fun to watch, and it's a fun here, fun story here locally. So, yeah, check out. Uh, if you want more thoughts on the Suns and Derek Carter of the Saints, you can get it right there on our Twitter space. I will be adding that to the YouTube channel later this evening, but it's there on Twitter now if you'd like. So, let's see. Derek Carr to the Saints, uh, quickly I will say, I think that the Saints are the team to beat in the East very uh, quite easily. I think... It's their division to win. Um, theirs to lose, I guess. You know, the Panthers, I don't quite trust with what they've got going on. I do think Frank Wright can turn things around. I think the Panthers may be the second best team in the division. And then what's going on with Tampa? Who's the quarterback? How many of those guys are gonna are they going to be able to bring back? And uh, Atlanta, I think they're still a couple years away. I'll just put it that way. Carson Wentz without a job and now may be interested in being a backup in Philadelphia. Eagles fans, let me know if you're interested. I tell you, I would love to see Gardner Minshew make his way over to Indianapolis to be a backup slash bridge quarterback for whoever they end up drafting with their first overall pick. Lamar Jackson, is he being blackballed? I think it's very odd that he a bunch of teams are coming out saying we're not interested in him. 
I wonder if that would be the case with other big-name quarterbacks. And the question here, is it a longevity thing? Is there real collusion amongst the NFL owners because they want to reset the quarterback market? Is it that other thing that we don't always talk about as much, you know? Is it that? I'm not even going to say it for YouTube purposes, but is it that thing, you know? Um, is it the Kendrick Perkins thing? There, there, I should, that, that should be a code everyone should be able to pick up on. Uh, we will talk about the Perkins and JJ fight on a future episode. It's about time to get out of here, but Carson Wentz, I think he's going to have to prove it somewhere as a backup and maybe get a couple of spot starts or come in for an injured whoever and uh, show that he's still got it. I think he's young enough and we've seen with Geno Smith just here recently. Guys can have a renaissance and have a second run at a career. So let's not count Carson out quite yet. But we talked about resetting the quarterback market, and Daniel Jones did get a deal, four-year deal, in the hundreds of millions of dollars range, as did Derek Carr. So, again, begs the question, what is going on with the non-exclusive franchise tags? Where do you think Lamar Jackson ends up? I know a lot of my... Friends over at a Horseshoe Pride. A lot of Colts fans would love to see Lamar in Indy. I'd rather have C.J. Stroud at this point. I think the Colts can get him, so more on that later. But let me know what you think about Lamar. Where will he end up? Is he being blackballed? Do you think he is um, going to go somewhere and, and make the Ravens pay for this? And, yeah, if you are one of those that thinks Lamar is a running back, I think you're goofy. But uh, let me know that in the comments as well. I don't care. I just I just poked fun at you. Feel free to make fun of me in the comments and tell me why you're so right about this guy not being a quarterback. And, and we'll chat it out in the comments. But Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Is it sounding more and more like that's going to happen? You know my thoughts on it. The history repeating itself would be odd here if I'm Aaron Rodgers. I want to go to any team but the Jets. I don't want to go to where Brett Favre went in his first stint after Green Bay. What's next? Are you going to go to Minnesota after uh, Kirk Cousins gets traded somewhere? No, I don't like it, uh, but only for that reason. Otherwise, you put Aaron Rodgers on a, any of these rosters that are a quarterback away or you know, these teams that were close to the playoffs, the Jets, sure, I think they could make a run in a division that's not quite as strong as it was. The Bills are looking like they're going to lose a couple of key defensive free agents. Who knows what's going on in Miami? So I think it's very possible we'll see Aaron in New York. And speaking of Miami, we all hope that everything goes well with Tua. But the rumors have once again begun to swirl that Tom Brady is interested in joining the Dolphins. So let's keep an eye on it. He quote tweeted it saying something along the lines of, yeah, anyone who thinks I have time for this has never adopted a cat for their daughter. As I pointed out in the Twitter space, you know, kittens become cats after a few months and it might time out pretty well that that kitten will be able to be home alone for a while by the time training camp rolls around. So I wouldn't be surprised. I've heard it too many times for me to think there's nothing to it. But at this point, I do still expect Tom Brady to stay retired. So let me know what you think in the comments below. I thank you so much for joining us. We will get a routine, a regularly scheduled 
bite and early stream going. But in the meantime, uh, just go ahead and subscribe with notifications turned on. So you'll be notified a half an hour before we go live or before the lobby is going to open up. And you can also follow us on Twitter. That would be a good way to know as well. So I am at KevNevik underscore. And as you can see there at Bite Size Sports on the screen. So once again, thank you so much for joining us. And I look forward to talking with you again. Like, subscribe, comment, all those good things. We really appreciate it. You have no idea how much it helps the channel. Also be on the lookout for more playback TV streams. We're going to be watching some NBA games this week. The Bounce Live Stadium Rant YouTube, 9 p.m. tomorrow night, NBA. See you there. All right. Take care. Take care of yourself. I just said take care twice. So now it's officially time to end the broadcast. Goodbye. Thank you.